This is Dave Bayless for How Clients Buy. Jacob Parks at Profitable Ideas Exchange spoke with Nate Bennett, an author and a business professor at Georgia State University. This episode consists of highlights of their wide-ranging conversation, in which Nate discussed the nature of authenticity, trust, client-specific skills, and mentoring. Nate started by challenging the notion that authenticity is some form of radical, uncompromising transparency. A lot of people, when they say authenticity, part of what they're talking about is a transparency, you know, what you see is what you get sort of thing. We don't really want leaders to do that. And in fact, if I'm a shareholder, if my leader, if the, if the CEO is authentic, I'm selling because authenticity would mean going to people and saying, yeah, the company's about to go into shitter. The ship is sinking, man the lifeboats. That would be the authentic thing to do. Well, or people are, just don't understand what authentic means. As an alternative, Nate shared his perspective on what might be considered true authenticity in the context of professional services. In his words, authenticity is not showing off. My sophomore year in high school, even though we lived in a town with very good public schools, me and my parents decided maybe it, it would be smart for me to change to a to go to a boarding school. So my mom picked me up from school and we drove to uh, New Hampshire where Phillips Exeter is for my interview. And I was wearing uh, jeans and, uh, you know, some kind of like a polo shirt and a sweater or something like that. And on the way... We were low. On, we were low on gas, so we had to stop to get gas. So I figured I would help my mom out by pumping her gas for her, because um, I was new at it. I didn't handle the the topping off very well, and so there was some splashback, and I got some gas on me. So I kind of did what I could with the paper towels that were there, but I, you know, I smelled a little bit like gas. I got back in the car, and we drove the rest of the way to the interview, talking to the admissions counselor. And he looks at me and he says, why are you dressed that way? It took a minute for me to understand what he was getting at with the question. And as I was figuring it out, he said, students here wear a coat and tie to class. And I said, I came from school. And so I'm dressed for the way I go to school. And if I come to school here, I would dress for the way I would go to school here. I don't remember exactly how he brought up my odor, but we got on the conversation of smelling like gas. And I explained that, well, we needed gas, and I thought I should do that for my mom. So I pumped the gas, and I got some on me, and I washed up the best I could, and here I am. And then it actually seemed like he... He seemed more interested in me after those stories and those answers. I think he started to see me as an individual who might have things to say. And the course of the conversation changed. And I got in, and that's where I went. And I actually wore a coat and tie to class, just like they would have expected me to. Everybody who applies at Exeter is, you know, reasonably smart. And everybody who sells professional services is reasonably smart. So 
what is it you can do that makes the story, the conversation, interesting instead of just showing off? Thinking about authenticity is that it's not showing off. Closely related to the topic of authenticity is trust. Trust has three components. Ability, integrity, and benevolence. So when those three things are present, you trust. I would argue that that you'd have to be able to sell on all three of those in order to get a potential client to feel like they really wanted to enter into a relationship with you. One way to cultivate trustworthiness is to demonstrate ability. To Nate, that suggests developing client-specific skills. Way back in graduate school, I learned about the distinction between easily transferable skills and firm-specific skills. When it comes to selling professional services, it's almost like you want to talk about a third category, which is client-specific skills. I would imagine that in professional services, there are lots of instances where a company will go you know, to Ford Motor and say, you need to hire us rather than the other guys because we've got a bunch of people that are, you know, mechanical engineers and have auto industry experience and drive cars. So we have client-specific skills. Nate also shared his thoughts on what he calls high-impact mentoring. The thing with mentoring is that there are lots of what I would consider low-impact mentorship relationships out there, low impact mentorship programs. And what's needed, you know, and I think what was originally intended in mentorship is something that's high impact. You know, a mentor is somebody who invests an incredible amount of time and energy in you over a long period of time. It's not somebody who you have coffee with once a quarter. I think the challenge with mentoring is to make sure that it has the intensity that's necessary to help the mentee accomplish their goals. PhD programs are a lot more like what mentoring is intended to convey, where I spent between 20 and 60 hours a week for five years working under somebody to understand what was involved in being a decent college professor. That's high-impact mentoring. Obviously, in, in today's organizational setting, there isn't a slack to create that kind of relationship, but it needs to be a heck of a lot closer to that than it does to, you know, we're connected on LinkedIn and I buy you an occasional coffee. Finally, Nate shared some advice for those starting their professional services careers. There are two metaphors that come to mind, and they're maybe a little bit redundant, but sometimes I feel like everything we do in business is like dating. I mean, you're just constantly trying to have your best self present and to be engaging and to be interesting and to merit somebody's further attention. So it just constantly feels like being on a date. And the other is the, you know, the Shakespearean, all the world's a stage. I mean, you are playing a professional part. Your job in your profession is to play a part. And you, you've got to remember that and understand the character and what the character's motivation is and how to stay in character. And, you know, you're only believable if you're consistent in character. 
we accept people playing a character and, you know, we understand that the way somebody acts at church is going to be different than the way somebody acts at a bachelor party is going to be different than the way somebody acts, you know, in a corporate boardroom. 